0: G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. You know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brekkie with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Den and Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell... Your mates. Speaking of World Cups, the one that is underway right now outside of rugby is cricket. And Australia finally broke their duck overnight against Sri Lanka. A five-wicket win. Adam Zampa, player of the match. Welcome to World Cricket and the World Cup, Adam Zampa, because we needed him. We needed him to fire. He has been playing injured. We saw him with a, well, it looked like a heat pack. I don't think it'd be a nice pack around the lower back he had back spasms was still able was still able to pick up a bag which was fantastic we knocked over those wickets in the middle order Sri Lanka all out for 209. They were sailing at 101 for 157. They lost 9 for 52. And our batsman, well, they got there eventually, 5 for 215. Uh, one bloke could be pretty proud of that is on the line now. Uh, Michael Kaspervich, a very good morning to you. Before we get into the World Cup of Cricket, I, I do want to ask you about our previous conversation in the last hour. Commonwealth Games and, uh, well, cricket at the Olympics, but also Commonwealth Games. If my memory serves me correctly, you've got a silver medal for playing cricket at a uh, Games.
1: I do, Ben. Um, it's great to join you this morning. Yeah, we do. Um, we came, uh, unfortunately, second, um, but um, that's a silver medal. Um, and it was the only uh, ever, I think, uh yeah, silver medal won by an Australian cricket team at the Commonwealth Games.
0: 1998, Kuala Lumpur. Um, and it was, it was one day cricket back then, wasn't it? 50 overs. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, yep, and it was pretty hot in, uh, in KL, I remember, at the time. But, um, oh, look, it was a great experience, I know, for us. Um, weird in so many ways. But I'll tell you what was a bit of a highlight, not just the silver medal, but going to the food hall. And watching the amount of food consumed by the Fiji and rugby team, uh, Jonah <laughs> Lomu, was a plate was about I don't know, they have two plates just piled this high, yeah, <laughs> just incredible.
0: Oh, so village life, Let, let's let's tap into that. How was village life at a Commonwealth Games? Because our current crop of cricketers, or well, they will be in LA twenty eight and twenty and twenty thirty two here in Brisbane, will be experiencing. That. What was village life as a cricket team in KL in 98?
1: I'm not saying that the Australian cricket team aren't serious or um, as far as that high performance um, athletes, but one of the things that for cricket we we always maybe that was just an, an old school way, but we love to have a beer at the Never Days Play or just sit around and maybe that's the team sport component. But we, after the first few days of game life, I do remember Jeff Marsh, our coach was hauled in uh, for a conversation, a chat, with the Chief mission of the Australian team. And I don't know who that was at the time. But just to sort of all of a sudden just, put, just mention to your guys to stop yeah, drinking the bar dry, would you please? So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did you get around that then, it wasn't
1: quite, It wasn't quite that bad, but it was just... Um, I guess with all these, um, you know, these athletes walking around the place and all that, here's the Australian team with, you know, Steve War and, you know, a few other guys, you know, sort of like in, a, in the bar having a beer. Um, Join, <laughs> I think, New Zealand cricket, um, maybe South African cricketers, but a couple of rugby guys as well. But maybe there was just that, that was the thing.
0: So did you get around that in any way, shape or form? Did you have to go underground uh, with
1: it? We we made sure we got in there for happy hours, so I suppose <laughs> it's getting early. No, no, it, it wasn't a big deal, but it was just I suppose it was just a a visual that the I thought, well, it yeah. doesn't look very professional. So,
0: Casper, it may have been one of your teammates, it may have been you along the journey. I don't want to throw you under the bus, um, but I, I did hear a story about bathtubs being filled of ice and beer in the athletes' village in KL ninety eight. Can you confirm or deny? Um,
1: absolutely confirm, um, because the, min- <laughs> the mini bar was far too small.
0: <laughs> Very good. So you welcome cricket to the Olympics uh, come LA 28 and beyond.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I think it's 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 wonderful um, for one of the the I guess the the biggest games in the world um, and sports. And I think that if you if you join the dots here, the reason why it's come into it now um, is that. I guess the interest in cricket in India, um, the commercial opportunities, maybe for the uh, IOC, um, would be also the opportunity to to raise some more funds and interest. So if there's going to be a sport that India are going to be, um, I'm not saying a shoe in, but a chance at winning a gold medal, I suppose, an Olympic sport, um, it's bound to be cricket.
0: Well, we know that uh, Virat Kohli's got more followers on Instagram than LeBron James, so the Americans will have their eyes opened, uh, but also the IOC tapping into a very uh, resource-rich market. Let's talk about what's happening in India right now, at least overnight. Great to see Australia break their duck at the uh, the World Cup. The, the pressure was on, Casper, wasn't it? I know Mitch Marsh said before this match that this is when Australia respond best when your backs are against the wall. Nice in theory, but you still had to deliver, didn't they?
1: Yeah, you do. I think that's the key with... Um, it was certainly World Cups in those pressure moments, the experienced heads that you uh, have around the team generally see you the way, the way through. Um, something that I guess we didn't quite have in the uh, in rugby, uh, World Cup. But as far as the experience of the players there, you can't go past, you know, there's some of the world's obviously best players, but also most experienced. So that's a wonderful thing to have. Obviously, I think at the start of the... Tournament. It was a little. I was asked once, um, you know, who's in the Australia's best team, and I'm not sure that even the Australian team worked out or understood who it could be either. So it's quite interesting. Where now, I guess, with a little belief, and obviously we'll win, or we'll, um, we'll make that happen. We'll actually uh, create some more belief. But I think maybe that was it. That was just the moment when Australia, right, we're, we're okay now. Um, a couple of guys got runs. Um, certainly the wickets there, but just that ability to put some pressure on
0: is what they are able to do. Casper, in saying that, uh, we lost the toss. We were forced to field first. And with Sri Lanka going at one for 157, it didn't look good to, to start with. Do we need to have more impact with the ball during the power play? And, and, and how does that happen in India? And I'm asking you because you've had, actually, you've had some success as a quick bowler in India. Oh look, I think um,
1: I think I didn't I didn't actually see it, but I did hear Ian Healy speaking about it this morning on SEN of course. Um, oh, talking about they just got a bit too much width. Uh, and that's where the Indian strength is. Obviously, we give a bit of width the cut shots and uh, and the like. And so maybe that's the adjustment the Australian players will bowls will do, be a bit fall a bit straighter, but because it doesn't swing. Now, you don't get the bounce and the wicket. You do naturally hit the deck a bit harder, and sometimes you can be just that fraction shorter. So they'll adjust, adjust and adapt in there. But, look, we, that's the beauty but of Hang that on, Cass, but just on
0: that. Well, we've played plenty of cricket in India this right. year, and white ball stuff as well. How have we? How has it taken us, what, three matches to get that right? I mean, it's not like we're coming into something that's foreign to us.
1: No, 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 and there's plenty of blokes there in that, in that lineup that actually played lots of cricket over there over yeah. a number of years, not only this format but 2020 with IPL. So they do know, um, but it's like any trip away on any other surface uh, overseas. It does take a little bit of time just to just to adapt and adjust. So I think that's hopefully that's out of the system now. Um, it was interesting listening to Heels this morning. He was talking with Mark Taylor also, and they were talking about. Um, Mark Tarle, I think, and Murph Hughes, what do you call them? The, the two of them were uh, Con and Tiki for the uh, <laughs> World Cup and I think it was 2022 or something, 92, um, because they didn't get a game. I think Mark said he got two. And in this same format where you're playing every side. So now that the Australians look like they've settled on their lineup um, and in a must win situation, um, there might be a couple of uh, people that just uh, are over there to have a bit of a, a fat, fun time.
0: Well, let's go on that selection. We all got a shock uh, from the second game against South Africa when Alex Carey wasn't part of the lineup, and I know there's been conjecture around where his head may be at since the Johnny Besto stumping. We we we've heard about the spirit of the game, and we heard about you know, yes, it's fine to do, or is it fine to do? And and maybe that has been playing on Alex Carey's mind, but it just seems weird that after one match, they've decided to go that way with Josh Inglis.
1: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think um, it was out of the ordinary. Um, but maybe Josh Inglis has really shown something, not only in the nets, but they've obviously identified him. And look, he came out in that game in 58 or 59 deliveries. So he kind of showed them how to do it, um, which, was, which was great for the opportunity being given. And, and he's taken it, so, um, which makes life a little bit harder. Uh, for an Alex Carey, but you know, he is the, the number one glove in the country and you know, and um and in this format of the game maybe that was that was what the selectors obviously thought needs and change.
0: I said last week, I think we do have the right balance of the team. And Australia does have a good history of quick bowlers doing things in India. And you are a testament to that. You've been part of that. I know it was back in, what was that, 2004 in a test series. But even Damien Fleming coming into a World Cup over there, taking career best figures. So we we know quicks can get the upper hand in those conditions. You mentioned about line and length, you mentioned about hitting the deck and putting in the right areas. Is there a fear, though, that if we don't have Adam Zamper, because he's under that injury cloud, that it could all sort of fall apart? Are you happy with where this team is sitting as far as balance is concerned?
1: Ideally, you'd have two spinners and their left arm orthodox um, is possibly your number one, a lot of Indian um, players and showing that for a long period of time. It's just that that middle those middle overs when you've got the spinners just to really dry it up with the ball turning. And it's not so much the ball turning. That the key to bowling spin in India is actually accuracy. And I say it's it's accuracy because there's natural variation off the wicket. One might bounce, might turn, one might keep low and not turn, or and that natural variation. And just with that left armour that comes sort of. Oh, Around the wicket, um, the angle in um, the line they bowl as well, just creates some little doubt there. So, certainly for the right hand batsman. But look, having said that, you're right, the Australians have played a lot of cricket over there. Um, so, no more than no one's played more than David Warner um, in India in sort of all forms of the game. So, they can obviously bat well, they know how it operates. And we're just looking forward to to them doing that for the, the rest of the series.
0: Casper, uh, is there any name you have in mind about that left-arm orthodox spinner that could and should be there?
1: Oh uh, well, look. Obviously, being a Queenslander, I think Matty Kooneman would have been awesome, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> having made his Test debut there early in the year. But this is the whole piece. He's an excellent fielder, and I uh, and I think that's it. Where well, they like to two out of three, um, and then maybe that's the whole thing. This team right now, when you look at the lineup, it's full of all-rounders. It's sort of almost not saying bit parts, but when you talk about a lineup of obviously, you know, with three fast bowlers, um, Stark, Cummins and Hazelwood, then your spinner, um, it's sort of having a stoyness uh, Mitchell Marsh in there as well, and like Cameron Green's now on the bench. You've got all these sort of medium paces and, and trying to find a way to pick a team, I thought it was almost easier to pick the team, not from the top down, but from the bottom up, when you've got 50 overs to bowl. Yeah. Have a look at that and say, right, well, we've got three fast bowlers, so there's eight or so overs for each of them. Um, you've got one spinner, hoping ten. But if you've got a Maxwell, Stoinis, uh, Mitchell Marsh in there as well, you're only looking for them to bowl about two or three overs each. Three overs. So there's plenty of options there and I guess that's for them to to work them out.
0: All right, Casper, we know our next uh, match is against Pakistan. It doesn't get any easier for the Aussies. Let's hope they take some belief out of the win overnight against uh, Sri Lanka. And uh, we we, well, we know the maths, we know the equation. They can really only afford to drop one more. You don't want to drop any, but really only uh, afford to drop one more. Um, thank you for sharing the shenanigans too about a life in a village, an athlete's village too, Casper. I know you'll be uh, cheering them on, uh, not only in this World Cup, but uh, come the uh, Olympic Games as well in
1: 2008.
0: It was so much, so much food, mate. It was unbelievable. <laughs> so much food. <laughs> Outstanding. Ah, oh, he's a good man on the tooth as well. Casper, great to talk to you. Michael Kaspervich, uh, former Australian fast bowler. Queensland fast bowler too, and I'm just looking at what the Bulls are doing right now in Mackay. And again, Mackay, the Great Barrier Reef Stadium, that could be where the Olympics head to in 2032 with cricket now on the menu. Uh, the Bulls on the verge of sealing their shield match against Victoria. The damage done yesterday by michael nisa michael nisa is he got is he the unluckiest cricketer in the country right now i mean he's the most in form as far as shield runs he's the leading run scorer in shield cricket a hundred in the last match he's backed it up with a 90 yesterday uh, and he took some serious wickets too at the top of the order. Um, I'm having a look here where Queensland sit. Oh, they still need three wickets, Victoria Trail by 128 runs. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that as the morning progresses as well. But um, Matthew Kuhneman not playing in that match. Uh, neither is Usman Kawaja. I've got an issue with this. Usman has been forced to rest by Cricket Australia to make sure his load is managed coming into the summer. Hang on, what are we? Still two months away from the first test, aren't we? But no, let's give the bloke a rest. Uh, we'll get into that and a lot more coming up over the next uh, hour and a half, twenty past ten. Thank you for your company, SENQ. The digits you need: thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five, zero, four, six, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six.